Oh, sorry. No. No, please. I was. I just hang out here all day. I just. <laughs> I just watch, see what's going on. Every once in a while, knock something over like <laughs> a cat. That's <laughs> right. So far, this has been a pretty sweet gig, but now there are cameras, and you know, this is this is just gentrification. I would love of the to living. S- I would love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a Venn diagram of like demon in your house cats in your house <laughs> like all this it's stuff. pretty this is pretty hearing weird sounds in the middle of the night sudden projectile vomiting <laughs> <laughs> so many yeah disturbances endless disturbances waking up in the middle of the night but not really knowing why you woke up <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden there's a cat <clears throat> or Great. all of a sudden there's a demon <laughs> Oh my god, that's so good. Oh. Uh, hi. Welcome to Categorical Oracle, the podcast where three librarians give neglected topics their organizational due. I'm Mary, and with me are fellow oracles. Kelly Connedy. Andrew Crawford. Uh, what's going on, guys? Well, I we kind of covered a lot of the big news, which is that you're making a Jello penis for a bachelorette party. Yeah, that's that's the that's the hot topic right now. A, in my a life. rainbow ribbon salad Jello. Oh, I still think champagne would be the way to go. But I'm gonna have to. Do you realize how many layers that is? That's twelve. You're layers, gonna be my friend. You're gonna be living wait, 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 with this wait. dick in your fridge Excuse for a me. while. Excuse me. How many layers in a rainbow cake? Twelve. What are the twelve? Well, because you have to <clears> you have to make a a clue of. Like um, it's like a white glaze. Yeah, you have like a translucent layer of a color, and yeah. then you mix some vanilla yogurt in, and you make a creamy, beautiful layer that you layer on top of that same color. So it's like dark blue, light blue. Oh. You know, you okay. go up. I had no idea. Yeah. So, so, so no indigo. Uh, I don't know. Depends on what kind of jello flavors I find. Okay. okay. The indigo berry. Of course. You know. Yeah. Denim. We squeeze the <laughs> denim. <laughs> So we're not just making jello cocks over here. <laughs> We've also been crafting original categories <laughs> for items on our uh, this week's list. <clears throat> Every episode, uh, we gather together and we compare notes and select the best category for each item. And this week, because it is spooky Halloween time, Ooh. we're doing haunted objects. So you ready to get in some uh, Speaki- Speaking of haunted objects, of cursed objects. Jello yes. penis. Cursed. Did you think the jello penis is cursed? I don't know. And Kelly, the body's beautiful, not a cursed. You can curse the jello penis. I, I would say maybe like curse a jello penis. I'm going to be mold. very upset if my jello penis mold is haunted. If <laughs> yeah. I get here and then I suddenly have to get an exorcist to come and splash holy water around on it. I mean, now that I've read about what these people had to go through, mm. it doesn't seem worth it, frankly. Yeah. You could just throw it away and buy a new one and then it shows back up. <laughs> Oh, like the Babadook. I rip it into pieces, then it comes back all pieced back or, together. Or you buy a new one. Leaking it... jello everywhere. <laughs> Hemorrhaging jello. But it's murdered the new mold that you bought. What? It's, Why like, would I buy a new mold? You, it's haunted. You throw now. it away, you buy a new mold. I assume you need more ju- I assume it's a penis cast- based confectionery. Yeah, I, I, mean, I assume I assume at that point, I don't know. I mean, I assume that it's like a Casper mattress automatically comes haunted. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. All right. Let's get into it. The first thing on our list is probably the most famous. In the last decade or so. Yeah, yeah. more most recently famous, and it's Annabelle the Doll. Mm-hmm. Um, she stars in, well, a facsimile of her, stars in the 2014 a- movie Annabelle, which is part of the Conjuring universe. Mm. So, 
Should, should I tell you guys a little bit about the real animal? Some, yes. In nine, it's 1970. <laughs> a mother purchases an antique Raggedy Ann doll for her adult daughter, Donna. Why? Now I need to know. <laughs> what year did Raggedy Ann come about? Continue. Oh, in the, like, mm. very, I'm, Great Depression is my guess. Hence the Raggedy part. So she's a Raggedy <laughs> Ann doll. Did you look at pictures of her? She was a big Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah. yeah. She was like... She like was two a, yeah, feet tall. Yeah. At least. She was a luxurious Raggedy Ann doll. Not, mm. you know, posted you, depression. Have you seen the pictures of her in the her, her case? case. Yeah. Yes. Mm. But I found Where she's kind of just a little. It's because no one can touch her. Um, so Donna brought the doll home to her apartment and she began to notice over the next couple of days that the doll would mysteriously move around for small movements. Like she would come home that what was described as she would come home and have left the doll sitting on her bed. When she'd come back, the doll would be standing on her bed, Ooh. which would make me want to cry. <laughs> if I came in and so, first of all, I don't know if raggedy and dolls can stand. No, they're, they're raggedy. No, hence raggedy. The, hence the but name. Yeah. terrifying. But then it became things like she would leave the doll sitting on the couch. First of all, why is this woman carrying this doll over this apartment? I don't know. Mm -hmm. But she would leave the doll sitting on the couch. She'd come back. It'd be in the bathroom with the door closed. Creepy. (laughs) So Raggedy was taking a shit. (laughs) Not only that, um, Annabelle could write. She couldn't just move. She could write things. So she kept writing little notes on parchment, which was paper that of the past that they did of not the keep. 70s <laughs> that of they did not the 1370s keep. no no, no they yes. didn't have like they, they didn't have they parchment cl- about. they claimed that they did not have parchment about at least that would say help us or help Lou and hmm. it was like scrawled like the writing of a little child Ooh. so um, after Donna came home one night and found that the doll was bleeding uncontrollably <laughs> oh my god <laughs> sure um, they decided that this was not acceptable anymore and that they needed to contact a medium when they contacted the medium, um, the they said that the doll was inhabited by the spirit of a one Annabelle Higgins, who is a seven-year-old girl who died in the area that this house now is built on, the apartment building that they were in, um, and that she really enjoyed living with Donna and her roommate. She felt like it was like a loving family situation and asked their permission to stay, and they Granted permission. Well, that was a to this big, doll. goddamn big mistake. mistake. Yeah, if a doll, here's a pro tip: if a doll stands on your bed by its own volition, don't let it stay. Kick that doll out. Yeah, kick it out. Or Kick at least out. you know get some this rent is, money out of it. This is going to be a running space. theme of this list. <laughs> it's yeah. true. So Lou, the help Lou. There was a guy Lou who was like hanging around the place, friend of theirs, uh-huh. and he never liked the doll, which I think is really funny. If like I had a friend come over to my house and be like. I don't like this thing that you have. I'd be like, hey, hey, really Excuse personal, me. personal comments. Jeez. I've been meaning to talk to you <laughs> about share <laughs> about oh, on top of the tree. Well, you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, so, so Lou one time crashed on their couch and he claims that he woke up in the front, like from a deep sleep, not really knowing what was going on. And he looked down and he saw that Annabelle the doll was shimmying up his leg over the covers and apparently wrapped... Or was was it a cat? That's a good question. (laughs) And wrapped her little raggedy paws around his throat (laughs) and tried to choke him out. Super scary, but also like the cutest, saddest thing in the world. Also, you would think you'd just be like, just throw it. It's a doll. How much could it weigh? Um, He obviously fainted because that's terrifying. Um, And... 
woke up, did not die, but was like, this was not a dream. This absolutely happened to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Another time um, he was in the house and they heard something in Donna's room rustling around. So he was like, I'm the man. I'll go figure out what it is. <laughs> and Blue. he walked. God. And he God once it, again, Blue. immediately fainted. <laughs> <laughs> the story Luckily does end both. with him fainting does again. again? <laughs> yes. He goes. So he goes into Donna's room and he starts poking around. There doesn't really seem to be anything wrong. He sees that Annabelle is like lying in the corner of the room. He turns around to exit the room mistake again and suddenly he's beset upon with terrible pain that causes him to double over and when he he faints when he is discovered um apparently there were seven distinct claw marks running vertically and horizontally across his back that had burnt edges as if like the claws were like annabelle wanted to play tic-tac-toe what i wanted to say (laughs) what i wanted to say is just like a cat. Just like a cat. <laughs> Annabelle is a cat. Spoiler Annabelle alert. has a cat in her. Yeah. <laughs> Annabelle is just a cat wearing a raggedy Ann Halloween costume. Uh, like one of those where it looks like, you know, the, the front paws are the legs of the costume. So it looks like if it's running at you, yep. it's a doll running at you. That's the deal. So Donna at this point was like, maybe, maybe I shouldn't have invited Annabelle to stay at my house. So she contacted um, some local Episcopal priests who then got in contact with these kind of famous paranormal investigators. First of all, guys, just go to the Catholics. Come on. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Heavy hitters. Just let's not screw around. Mostly because I think if you brought up with Catholics, they'd be like, yep. We can do that. Like, you could find a Catholic priest, oh, I am yeah. sure, in your immediate area who'd be like, yeah, I believe in that. Sure, let's do it. But I feel like the Episcopals <laughs> are, like, cooler. They yeah. would be like, I mean, uh, I guess. I can call a paranormal investigator for you, I suppose. I suppose. Ugh. But these guys did know. They knew Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are famous paranormal investigators. Sure. Um, and they came out and uh, and checked out Annabelle. And um, they decide they came to the conclusion after running their little tests that um, very patronizing (laughs) (laughs) Um, that the doll was, in fact, not possessed by a seven year old girl, but instead was a um, a demon that was inhabiting this space and using the doll as sort of like a stepping stone to eventually uh, possessing a human. Hey guys, demons lie, and they might pretend to be a seven-year-old girl. Here's also, the f- they use dolls as training wheels for possession. <laughs> this demon, Aww. this demon must be trying to get his pitchfork. Like, <laughs> every, every oh, please. Every time a man named Lou faints, a demon gets his pitchfork. <laughs> So apparently uh, the wards want us all to know that a a demon or a spirit cannot fully possess an inanimate object. They need people to do that. They can't like a a demon has no interest in becoming your stand mixer in your kitchen, Um, but they can use it to manipulate and they can move it around like kind of with like telekinesis Hmm. and uh, use it to terrify people, apparently. Hmm. And it's like um, and once I guess like the fear like quotient is reached then they leap into your body and then you're a demon then how is Lou not a demon well they said that they got there just in the nick of time if it had if they had let it go on for two or three more weeks the spirit would have um, completely possessed and uh, probably killed the inhabitants of the house hey my name is Lou full name Lucifer Ooh. So uh, the priests did performed an exor- exorcism, 
Um, and the Warrens uh, said Annabelle should be fine. Like the doll itself should be fine now. We've gotten rid of your demon. And Donna was like, this is the first really smart thing that I think she does. She says, hell no, you're taking that doll with you. And they said, sure. So um, there's lots of stories about the Warrens trying to <laughs> live. next time her mom comes over, she's like, where's that doll yeah. that I got you? Yeah. It's like the worst kind of relative. Um, you're like, well, mom, let me tell you something about that. <laughs> Um, so the Warrens have all kinds of stories about the tricks that Annabelle would play on them. So basically they like brought her home and it was sort of like three's company. There's like sort of like <laughs> high shenanigans kind of like but trying they, to live with Annabelle. But they told her that it's no problem anymore. Well, they were wrong. Okay. Uh. So they were very wrong. So for a while, uh, Annabelle would just levitate around their house. For sure. Oh, you know. <laughs> you know. Come and like, knock be, on a door. You would like be taking a shower and suddenly you see Annabelle peeping over the shower curtain. We'll be waiting for you. <laughs> <coughs> and then uh, she liked to play a game when they were driving her to their house and they had to move her around a couple times by car. She liked to... Uh, she liked to cover the driver's eyes with ah, her little raggedy paws. Super scary, but so cute. Wee! I, like, I also love that you keep calling them paws. Yeah. Well, they're, they're kind of like mitten hands. They have yeah. like a, the suggestion of a thumb, no fingers. Also, yeah, yeah. so d- does raggedy hand have a thumb? Because choking Lou would have been hilarious. Just <laughs> pressing <laughs> she gently just, She on just his compresses lair. his windpipe. Um, <laughs> and eventually, and like uh, a priest came over to their house once and was like, <laughs> And, and challenged Annabelle. He said, Annabelle, you have no power here. And Annabelle was like, you're going to get in a car accident and Ugh. be crippled. And that's what happened. So the Warrens eventually were like, we need to get rid of Annabelle as our roommate. <laughs> this doesn't <laughs> seem super worth it. We don't want the towels to say hers and hers and his <laughs> anymore. <laughs> what if? What if they find out I'm not gay? Says Ed. Looks directly at the camera. Don Knotts pokes his head around the corner. Ghost of Don Knotts pokes right. his head around the corner. Ghost of maybe maybe he is Annabelle. <laughs> oh, I'm levitating around your living room. <laughs> wonder if you might. Wonder if you might have some raw meat for me to eat. <laughs> um, so. Uh. The Warrens eventually have their own occult museum, which is where Annabelle is now. And they built this special, like, blessed glass case thing for her to reside in um, and have all these warnings around the case to never open it and, like, don't knock on it. Don't be a dick to Annabelle, basically. And uh, apparently... Uh, a young man and his girlfriend came on a motorcycle and banged on Annabelle's case. Grease 2. Grease 3, please. That's why I didn't hit the production. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, reproduction. And Annabelle was like, reproduction. (laughs) Um, And banged on her case and said something along the lines of, if the dolls can put scratches on people, he also wanted to be scratched. Uh Oh. Which seems like yeah. a curious. The ground's going to scratch him pretty soon, huh? Yeah, yeah. sure did. Oof. And then Ed set, came up to him and said, son, I need you to leave. That's my best. Uh, Pres- Don Knotts. No, no, no. That's my best um, John Ritter circa the past. <laughs> um, 
And um, and the, so they left. And on the way home, the man and his girlfriend were laughing and making fun of Annabelle. These people like really had too much time on their hands. <laughs> he lost control of the motorcycle, maybe because he was like, oh, Annabelle, I'm dumb. And was like flapping his arms. No, around, she like, was covering his eyes with her paws. <laughs> and she turned around and he realized that he that there were four. There were four fingerprints <laughs> covering his eyes a thumb and then like a mittened hand um he, they ran into a tree the young man was killed instantly uh the girlfriend survived um and she apparently to this day still believes that annabelle was the cause of this wreck hmm. And uh, Ed would like to close this out by warning you never to challenge evil. That God, that man, that no man is more powerful than Satan. Wow! So, don't mess with Annabelle. So it's, uh, I mean, I guess that's fair. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just sure. you know, accept evil into your heart. That's what Ed Warren wants to do, right? That's what I'm gathering from that quote. That evil is the way, and we should embrace it, right? Yep. Great. Cool. Happy Done. Halloween. Well, so I, I have not seen the Annabelle movies. I did see The Conjuring. And what stood out to me first was that the, the I mean, I know this is just, you know, production design and spicing up the past, but the doll in the Annabelle, the film is much Annabelle, scarier. It is not something you would invite even as an inanimate, non-demonic object into <laughs> your house. I guess I can see why a, a Raggedy Ann doll would be more like in there. But like, it just, it was funny to me to see, because I was expecting a very terrifying, like a, a aesthetically terrifying object. And then it's just like, hey, it's me. Raggedy it's Ann. It's Raggedy Ann. In a box full of glass, blessed by something? I don't know. Yeah. It, was, it was strange. It, was, it struck me as a bit odd. <laughs> I had another thought, too, which is that Annabelle, um, like, Annabelle was, like, perfectly happy to, like, sneak around Donna's house. But then when she moved in the Warrens, she was, like, hanging loose. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> just going to levitate around, <laughs> no, no, not giving a single shit. Well, it's like when your roommate finally feels comfortable to drink milk out of a container <laughs> standing in front of your fridge and you're like, hey. Eh, whatever. <laughs> you know what the deal is here. I'm a demon. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Question, do you think, did they did the Warrens ever technically invite Annabelle into their house? Or just like, you know, box her up? I her think, about? I think if Annabelle, I think if Annabelle was ever actually a demon, probably they did exercise her, but then they were like, we need to punch up the story for our cult museum. Yeah. So... You know, one th- one thing sort of this this story really does demonstrate how actually terrifying Toy Story would be <laughs> if it was real. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's very right. Like, it's I so never, true. Just, that occurred to me when I was reading about this. Like, oh my god, toys being alive is the scariest shit in the world. Why do we think that's adorable? Because it's a great well, movie. It's a classic. From also, my Chucky came but... first, so people people thought it was creepier. Was before. it sort of the ant? Toy Story was the ant- was the antidote to Chucky. It was the, the, the living toy lobby put it on there. Like, <laughs> Toys were like, no justice, no peace. <laughs> toy Story, Pixar. Um, also, I think it's a little weird that all the toys are trying to gaslight people constantly. Yeah. yeah I'm flexible. They're just playing with the people. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Kelly, what's your candy guy? <laughs> <laughs> Annabelle! I, I choked on my own spit. Um uh, my category is that Barbie is just so versatile. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. I like uh, it. Oh, man. So um, I think I, looking back at my category now, I, I'm kind of feeling mixed about it. But um, <laughs> so I think for me, the first reaction when we were Annabelle was that uh, I was shocked to see how unscary the surface of Annabelle was. Like she was mm-hmm. not this fractured nightmare porcelain doll. And then she was put into a museum. 
which seems like a funny thing to do with a, a supposedly genuinely very dangerous demonic creature slash, uh, you know, toy thing. Uh, so my category was uh, not roadside attraction, but roadside distraction. Because it's like, okay, you know, like, it's, it kind of undermines the scariness when you also, see it. Also, she caused accidents. And True. like to put her paws over people's faces Very while they were driving. True. She pawed people's, people's mugs while they drove. <laughs> um, so I thought that the funny Mary, what's your category? Oh, oh God. We don't have to ask every time. You can just you can just shoot it off if you want to. Yeah. It's okay. <clears throat> Should we raise hands? <laughs> talking stick <laughs> talking ball of socks <laughs> talking LaCroix talking, talking copy of Go Ask Alice which I is told, still on the table I feel like I, I really understand having a, a pet now that I have this I'm like oh it's nice to pet these fuzzy socks <laughs> while I talk nice. um, so I thought the funniest thing about Annabelle was like kind of how like she basically just infected these people's homes and was like this pervasive horrifying force that was constantly everywhere and like ruined their lives and probably caused a lot of stress. So I called her don't let the dread bugs smite. Ooh. Ooh. She's aye, like aye, bed aye. Bugs. That's a good one. Like and then you have to throw everything away. You have to like burn your house down. <clears throat> That's a tricky one. I I am leaning towards Kelly on this one. Okay. I think so. All right. Kelly, what do you you. think? (laughs) I like my category, obviously, but I like Mary's as well. Yeah, Mary's is good. I think Mary's will have other... Yeah, that's what I think. You're you're just going to have more applications, too. It's all good. Yeah. All right. The next up, we have the Koenor Diamond. Um, So this is um, one of the world's largest cut diamonds. Mm. Cut is important. Otherwise, it doesn't count. It's Mm -hmm, a circumcised mm -hmm. one. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, in the world, it weighs 105.6 carats. Um, pre-cut, it was believed to be 993 carats, which is just crazy That, that to doesn't me. even make sense That's, to me. It's crazy like, to me. It must have been like, I mean, it must have been like the size of like a human skull. Because, yeah, I can conceive of a, like what a two-carat stone is. Because, but it also depends on the stone, too, right? Did you it's see pictures like... of this thing in crowns? I saw pictures that of it, helped like, me. I don't know if I saw it even. Yeah. Well, I guess I can see. Yes, yeah, I can pronounce, but not in the unsort of edited nine hundred carat state. Like I can't even. Like, oh no, no, I have no idea that. what a like no a, one yeah. can because it doesn't just shy yeah. of eight hundred carat diamond yeah. would look like. Um, yeah. Actually, it would kind of look like a big crystally rock. Yeah, it would not be <laughs> as attractive as uh, no. <laughs> otherwise. So, um, it's we believe it's very old. Uh, it's unsure of when it was first discovered, but the earliest uh, reliable reference traces back to the 14th century um, in India. And it was reported as being cursed and bringing misfortune to all that uh, owned it, had it. So um, basically what happened is this was a this was a object that was kind of passed down spoils of war. Hindu and Turkish and Afghani Warring factions would take over certain pieces of land and then claim the riches of the people who are the rulers of that land. This diamond got kind of batted around. Um, And they say that all of these people eventually died horribly with their lands getting pillaged by invading forces, which I'm like, well, that's how you got there. Well, yeah, you got it's because you got a giant diamond. (laughs) It makes it attractive. This this is the war of that one diamond. We just want it. We're going to kill... Everybody <laughs> to get that so, big old rock. Uh, in 1304, uh, Barber um, was uh, was the leader of the region that had this diamond, and he claimed that um, he who owns this diamond will owns the world. 
but will also know all of its misfortunes. Only God and women can wear it with impunity. God is a woman. <laughs> so at least God a- is Oprah. <laughs> at least it's a feminist cursed, right? I mean, that's yeah. feels good. So uh, I think it actually just means like women can't really own anything. Oh, so oh. I don't yeah, think it's, it's great. Not, it's yeah. not great. Yeah, and there's not a good. bit of irony in that. I do love that. A few centuries later. Only God and women. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So the East, eventually the East India Company seized this diamond for Queen Victoria, colonialism, um, in 1851 and now, and brought it back to England and made it part of the British crown jewels where it remains to this day. Um, But the British royal family. Do you know whose crown it's in? No, I don't. Whose crown is it in? Kate's. Oh yeah, because it's in like the the wife of the yeah. uh, the of the king incumbent. Yeah, right? right, right. So the British royal family does honor the cursed tradition, hmm. and they always give it to um, the wife of the A male lady. heir to the throne. Hmm. So it's in Middleton's crown. Mm-hmm. Are we supposed to call her Catherine? Hmm. Doesn't the queen not like nicknames? <laughs> <laughs> do you think okay this is terrible because I love the queen but do you think that when the queen eventually like you occasionally will read these articles where it's like the British royal family has all sorts of crazy rules do you think when the queen eventually like passes that everyone's going to be like yeah it's fine <laughs> we can it's wear- not going to be till Charles dies too because Charles can't wipe his own ass <laughs> <laughs> he literally does not know how to put toothpaste on a toothbrush. He's never done it before. That's 100% like fact. Wow. <laughs> so like, is this fact or were you just watching the Windsors? <laughs> um, no, I read it in some like one of like Butler's tell all something or other. Hmm. Interesting. That's but, like, terrible. I, I think William and Harry are more normalized. Yes. I think they can wear I mean, their Harry, own ass. Harry, we, what, well, I don't know about that, but he can work a beer bong. So that does take <laughs> half the battle. That does take coordination. <laughs> I yeah, mean, yeah. and it, once, you've, once you've done a beer bong, one hopes you can wipe your own ass because it's going to be, You're gonna need it's to. Gonna be gross down there. Yeah. Um, so what do you make of this diamond? Categorically speaking? Just like in general. What's in general. Loose chat. Um, loose chat. You know what? I really wish we had looked at House on the Rock. For oh, for this the, diamond. Got this diamond. Oh. <laughs> it's big. I mean, there must be like a glass replica of it there or possibly the real thing. Who knows? Yeah, maybe that's what we bought in the gift shop. Maybe that's your green diamond <laughs> that you have. But you know what's so funny is when it actually first came back, they put it on display and the British public was like, eh. <laughs> and so they cut it. That's why they cut it is because the British public was like, eh. Yeah, when and they, they found when, it, when it was just uncut. Right? Yeah, and they found a massive flaw in it that they had to like cut out, Ooh. and uh, Prince Albert was pissed. Apparently, that's true. So there's a couple of century old gossip for you. That's nice. true. Nice. So I used to I had that in my notes, or I had like how like for, so it was cut in India initially. Initially, it was just like this big like basketball sized diamond that people <laughs> carried around, and then they cut it down so it was more like volleyball size mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but it was like it was like loosely cut. And the person that did it um, immediately was was executed um, <laughs> because they because they cut it because <laughs> they cut it. Although you you're like, didn't they ask them? Yeah, to? that's that was yeah. you know it was like they, they do the job too. Maybe well. he found the Is flaw the too, issue? and he was like. Mm-mm. Nope. Oh no! But then when it was when it was brought back, Prince Albert was like, "This is not tasteful enough. Softball size. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's get it let's get it down to the size of of fourteen fig newtons stacked on top of each other. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, yeah. That's guess- also how he measured his dick. Wow. <laughs> In fig newtons. 
Does how was the piercing counted? Um, I think that was like a that was like a oh man, I used to know the name of these. What are those rings that are like they're like little chocolate bun cakes, but they're full of marshmallow? <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? I do, but I can't remember the name of them for the life of me. Malabars. Malamars. Malamars. Mm-hmm. I was counted with the Malamar. No. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Do we think that they should give this back to India? I mean, I feel like kind of absolutely. I don't know. Like that maybe I'm, I don't know. I, I think yeah. at the very least they need to take it out of crown. <laughs> yeah. I think it would at least be nice to offer it. Yeah. I think that's the best way to put it. Like I think at some point, like if you really, I mean, logistically speaking, turning all of the spoils from all of the conquerors, conquest, conquest of the Western world would be like probably frankly pretty goddamn good but like i, I know it's not going to happen right like you aren't going to do that because it's it's uh, yeah yeah it's just not it's i mean like the british museum has to stay in business so yeah. i get that there's not going to be anything in it yeah yeah <laughs> exactly. just, just empty it out but like i do kind of feel like first of all i think there's a premium and we'll get to this later on but i think there's a premium on if you have somebody's bones and you have some specifically somebody's bones like you're mm. not just like these are some bones you're like this is this person's bones and the, Yo, their family we want these? or the place <laughs> that they lived in want them back. I yeah. think you should, you give should the, probably send absolutely. those back. You should yeah. send the bones back. I also feel that way less strongly about things that are of extreme value. So I think this is diamond false in that category. Mm. Like it's not as I think as important to return as returning human remains. I do think it's more important than like potentially returning some beadwork. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. You know, significant. I I don't know, but yeah. it's 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 weird. They probably should, Kate Middleton should probably not be like rocking it on her dome. Correct. Yeah, feels a bit weird. All right, Andy, what do you have category wise? Mary, I have okay. So, I think the, the, there are a few themes here that stood out. Obviously, um, uh, colonialism. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the sort of uh, you know the British royal family particularly standing out that, and I thought to myself, well, how do we? What's one way we refer to? People of noble birth and blue bloods came to mind. So another thought after starting there came to the idea: what, what, what is the, what is the name of that uh, that fluid that gets secreted by psychics in paranormal situations? Uh, ectoplasm. And then a natural pattern emerges: like, oh, oh, what's the what's the liquid part of blood? Plasma. And with those three sort of little nuggets together, I came up with my category: azure ectoplasma. <laughs> wow. I like Not it. blue bloods. Azure ectoplasm. <laughs> Azure ectoplasm. Azure ectoplasm. Uh, I very simply called it clothes haunt the woman. Mm. They don't make the woman. Okay. They haunt okay. the woman. Okay. Um, I, well, so the value, obviously, um, and the cursed nature of it and the violence of it, mm-hmm. I would say, brought me to my category, a dismemberment of riches. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's you, Andrew. I think it's I'm Andrew. pretty good about that. Yes. I think it's you. Busby's stoop chair. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing and, on our and list. A, an appropriately ridiculous title <laughs> yeah. for this thing. Let's just not, spoiler alert, guys. This is a bit ridiculous. In the early 1700s, <laughs> Thomas Busby was arrested and tried and condemned for the death of murdering his father in law, a man named Daniel. And I believe his last name is pronounced. Outie? Mm. <laughs> Not Audie. Outie. Mm. Um, uh, so Daniel and Thomas were um, both counterfeiter- counterfeiters. They were running a um, coin counterfeiting business. 
in this little place, this little town. The old counterfeitery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And um, and dabbling in other light crimo- criminal activities. Oh, um, and they were, it's either people say they were arguing about their business or they were arguing about um, the the woman that Thomas married, who was the daughter, Daniel's daughter. Hmm. And um, uh, Busby had had enough and uh, simply killed him with a hammer. Beat him to death with a hammer. Okay. Damn. So um, Busby was was hanged beside this inn where he was went to all the time. Um, and before he was hung, there there are a lot of stories around this. Before he was hanged, I'm sorry. Um, I had to check the grammar of this today. So mm. hanged is the proper word. My favorite my favorite thing that I read today was the only time you use hung. To describe people is when you're talking about a man's penis. Like, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, wow. What if you literally hang them like a picture? Well, that's an interesting. Then they're hung on the wall, right? Hanged on the wall, please. But hanged on the wall is like, like, I mean, like, if you, like, if you, like, if you, like, if you put him up, if you, like, if you hang him like the crying boy, yeah. isn't he, isn't, <laughs> are, are you, are, isn't he uh, hung on the wall? Like it a, is. it's an 80s teen movie. Comedy, and they picked him up by suspenders and hung him off a hook. I don't know. I mean, according to your sources, Kelly, uh, unless his penis is magnificently large, um, <laughs> it's no, hung. It's hanged. <laughs> All right. So Daniel is dead via hammer, mm-hmm. and um, everybody knows it's Busby, and he's sentenced to death. But they let him have one final drink in his favorite inn, hmm. in his favorite chair. God, that must have been awkward. Jesus, just like. Hey, Busby. Um, how you doing? I mean, think about the people who serve uh, serve prisoners on death row their last meal. That's got to be terrible yeah. also. Be like, hi, I hope you enjoy it. This is my best work. <laughs> yeah, I, I did my best. I tried. Um, and he purportedly, upon leaving the inn to make his final journey to the execution site, uh, Busby was like, that's my chair. I licked it. Nobody else can sit in it. <laughs> And <laughs> cursed it. So um, Busby, weirdly enough, this must have not been a big town, was was hanged right beside the inn. That, <laughs> yeah. Which is now called the Busby, the Busby Stoop Inn. I mean, listen, they really? know their marketing potential. <laughs> yeah, Leading right? Leading into this stoop thing. And uh, locals were a little nervous about this final curse, but you know, okay. So the the, so the the chair was left, right? So the first reported death associated with this chair was of a chimney sweep who was having a night with his friends, innocently sat in the chair, and uh, Bert for Mary Poppins, please. (laughs) That's what I think the same chair. And uh, he never made it home. Set the chair and he, he fell never... while he was singing Step in Time. <laughs> he never he fell off the roof while singing Step in Time. He never spoke correctly again. <laughs> he was um, he was very inebriated when he left. He never made it home. And when the innkeeper uh, opened up their door to pick up the paper and the milk the next morning, he saw this man casually slung, lifeless, over um, a fence post next Ooh. to the inn. So that's pretty awful. Yeah. So, you know, kind of over the course of the years, um, the chair claimed a victim of a cleaning lady who uh, was diagnosed with a brain tumor after knocking on the chair. Um, she was just checking it for termites. A, num- a number of passing people, like, you know, cyclists and motorists would come in, sit in the chair, 
and then have fatal road accidents afterwards. Um, a hitchhiker was run over after spending two nights in the pub and falling asleep in the chair. And um, a local man sat in the chair, stood up, and promptly had a heart attack. <laughs> so not great. Mm. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, the then in 1970, there were a group of uh, builders, construction workers, who came for a night of carousing at the pub. Um, there was a new guy, a new young guy, who uh, had joined the group recently, and they uh, were teasing him and daring him to sit in the chair, and he did. And when he went back to the construction site the next morning, he fell through the roof of the building and squashed himself on the concrete ground below. So he really did fall off the roof. <laughs> fell through the roof. Oof. And after that happened, the manager of the inn was like, I gotta do something about this chair. <laughs> At for, that for, point. For 200 years. 300. This chair, 300 years this chair has been killing indiscriminately. Maybe I should do something about it. This chair <laughs> must have just been amazing. So the manager um, is like, alright, put the chair in the basement. Fine. But who's gonna move it? Ooh. Apparently that's okay. So then uh, maybe they just like maybe they just like casually tipped it down there. Maybe they did the thing like where you catch a bug under it. Like you got a huge glass, <laughs> caught the, put it around put, it, <laughs> then slid a piece of cardboard underneath the glass, transport it down. Nice. Um, so uh, apparently a delivery man was in the basement um, putting in the kegs, right? And he saw the chair, sat in the chair, and then came up and was like, why do you have that chair in the basement? It's super comfortable. Oof. Um, and then he was killed shortly afterwards when his van flew off the edge of a cliff. <laughs> there are no cliffs are in that area. You kidding no. me. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, Not even like a thematic, like he was crushed by a keg, just like he had a cartoon death. He, Wiley Coyote came to life and <laughs> drove him off of a cliff. So, um, so the manager was like, all right, I really have to get rid of this chair same maneuver with the cup and cardboard <laughs> and transported it to um, a local museum where they mounted it high on the wall where no one could sit on it. And that's where it remains to this day. One of my favorite sort of, uh, well, sounds terrible. One of my favorite ways somebody died from this chair was apparently some uh, Canadian airmen during World War II sat in it and then they died at war. At war. <laughs> <laughs> and that's oh, why that's I, the chair. It's like, uh, chair, all right. Wasn't the Nazis? It was the chair. Yeah. This is, you know, if we could have invited Hitler to sit in this chair, would have saved us a lot of trouble, probably. Um, also, I think what, what's most dis disconcerting about this for me is how apparently easy it is just to curse something. Be like, you know what? Curse. I curse that chair. I curse. No, I sit in this chair all the time. Cursed it. Damn it, Kelly. Damn she it. She hasn't specified what the curse is. You're true, true, gonna true. have gas. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's going to be bad for you guys, too. This is a pretty tiny room. so It's only going to be smelly when you're here alone. Uh, well, I don't mind that. Just you know. sit in my own farts. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. You're going to be nature. like that guy on a train, just all by yourself. <laughs> like, yeah, I uh, was on the train to Chicago this weekend, and a guy just smelled bad. And like, I, I, got, I got sat down. I was like, oh, somebody fart. And then, like, five minutes later, I was like, is somebody still farting? <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is horrifying. It's just a stinky man. Yeah. But anyway, so um so this chair is cursed because he says it's a curse. I feel like this is one of those things where like where you learn that eye of newt is just like mustard seed. It kinda of takes the magic out of magic. You're I like, didn't know that. Yeah, that's all it is. It's not um it's eye not, of newt is not, it's not eyes. literally a nope. well, I guess that's relieving for the newts. Oh, they love it, you know. But uh, <laughs> they but, love but, being but not blind. Bad bad for the mustard seeds, great for the Germans. So there you go. Enough, great for everybody, because mustard is amazing. It's delicious. It's the best condiment. It's right? the best condiment. Basically the witches of Macbeth are just making a delicious condiment. Yeah, they're <laughs> making a, soup. Yeah, okay. making soup. Magic soup. So yeah, it's kind of like this thing where 
That's what you're You're just like cursed. Very just, casual. Yeah, cash, I don't know why we don't curse things all the time. Yeah. yeah. I curse your chair. What's going to happen to me? You are going to constantly have bad toe jam. Ooh. Oh, God. What is Come this, on. the 90s? Well, Jesus I'm Christ. sitting in the chair. When I stand up out of the chair, does the toe jam fall off my toes? No, but when you go and clean, when you go clean it, it'll stay away until you sit back in this chair. Okay, oh, sounds good. Kelly, I curse your chair. Nope. You know how? I already you, you put a curse, curse on you know it to I've make it uncursy. I've, I've cursed you to have a wonderful day. Uh, <laughs> so you anti-cursed and it, like, and now your day is going to be ruined. <laughs> oh, that's, opposite that's day. The trick. <laughs> I curse you to constantly fart toe jam. joke on you i always constantly fart so (laughs) no constantly fart toe jam i get it yeah well i also don't want to cast dispersions on anybody at bugsby's stoop Stoop, whatever it's called Uh, stoop chair the stoop chair i would say that it's looking real good for a 300 year old chair it is looking really good well no one said on it it's like shaker style it's classy Yeah. yeah Like, maybe it hasn't been around for 300 years. Potentially, oh. no. Potentially, no. Um, but, you know. Maybe it broke and they built a new chair out of the same wood. And then they cursed that chair just for kicks. We're for not, continuity. We're not at Little Bastard yet. Oof. Jeez. <sighs> um, so I focused in on the fact that this was uh, two gentlemen um, basically being dicks to each other. And I called this the family ghouls. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Good one. I went with again with a roadside distraction because it's it's not it's like you know it's like a tourist mm-hmm. trap. You're like okay, oh this is a little bit weird, and I'm now distracted. And also apparently people died in cars. So mm-hmm. there are a few of these on the list uh, where I feel very strongly about throw it away, just throw it away. <laughs> so I've called this throw that baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> oh, okay. yep, okay. yep. Okay. I don't know, though. I mean, it's a really comfortable chair. <laughs> it's a real comfy chair. You just die whenever you sit in it. Uh. Unless you're a woman or God. <laughs> or Annabelle. But you can't let her out. Yeah. What are we going to do? What was yours again, Mary? The family ghouls. I think it's I think it's you, Mary. Thank like you. Family ghouls. Dem bones, dem bones, dem. Dry bones, dem bones, dem down. <laughs> Dorset screaming skull. A man named John Frederick Penny in um, 1830 uh, returned to from America to his home manor in Dorset, England, and uh, what he brought with him one of his slaves. <laughs> when it just feels weird to say, um, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, it feels real bad. And um, while he was there, while the slave was there. He became, he contracted tuberculosis, became seriously ill. And as he lay dying, uh, the slave swore that his body would never rest until he was returned to his native homeland. Um, And then he died, which is very sad. But John Frederick Pinney was a real jerk. And he refused to um, pay for such an expensive, uh, expensive burial, but, you know, shipping a body overseas where they were stolen horribly from their homes. So instead he was just like, meh, just a normal burial, um, in a nearby cemetery will be just fine. Mass grave this. And then after the burial, 
there was the village was just tormented with screaming and crying heard coming from the cemetery um, and around the manor house uh, where the slave lived, windows would rattle and doors would slam like, you know, pushing people into rooms. It was just it was just a quite a scene. So um, the villagers were like, yo, you need to go to that cemetery and dig up this guy and send him back to his native homeland because none of us are sleeping. <laughs> so I'm tired. Yeah, yeah, this is not acceptable. So it wasn't he wasn't buried in a mass grave because they were able to find his body and they exhumed it and took it to the manor house. Um, but it never actually made it back. It just lived in the manor house forever. And eventually he, this skeleton has been kind of like deteriorated. And now it's just this skull that is this kicking around. Um, yeah, that's the whole thing. <laughs> Screaming. Um, there have been in the 60s, uh, there were some people who pointed out that uh, there was a, a surgeon who examined the skull and um, suggested that it was probably not the skull of a man, but was probably the skull of a woman. <laughs> so yeah. maybe, maybe the story maybe not. is a little zhuzhed up. Um, but I think I think the core idea is there. I mean, the skull still screams. The skull it just, screams it's just not, it's constantly. Not yeah, it's just it's just constantly. a lady screaming. Like women so, do. You know. Uh, what I really enjoy is that there are apparently a number of uh, screaming skulls up about in uh, the British Isles. And I know this because I found a dissertation by a man named David Clark, not the sheriff, written in 1999. <laughs> sheriff, and his and his uh, thesis was called, or the dissertation was called, The Head Cult, Tradition and Folklore Surrounding the Symbol of the Severed Head Severed human head in the British Isles. Oh, you really did a deep dive yeah. on that. And I even found you some more, which is, would you like to know what I is? would like to know about other screaming skulls. So he proposes the following characteristics that will make, that follow this tradition make of screaming a, that, skulls. That make a good screaming skull. Um, a, so there are four of them. Number one, a dwelling place has a human skull, which has been kept for hundreds of years in an important part of the house in a specially made wall niche or on a prominent windsill windowsill or beside a hearth you know what i think you need i think you need a skull for your uh, telephone nook yeah oh man <laughs> the best be great. Ha- best halloween decoration ever that would be such yeah. a great halloween uh number two uh the origin of the skull is unclear but in oral tradition the date when it took up residence is often placed outside living memory between the 15th and 18th centuries and usually is the result of violence for example murder or execution mm-hmm. hmm. Uh, number three, under no circumstances must the skull be removed from its resting place in the building. Are you crazy? This is being emphasized in all of the stories as the most important theme. Sure. Hmm. Sure, sure. And number four, if the skull is disturbed, then outbreaks of paranormal poltergeist, poltergeist-like phenomena will plague the residents of the house until the skull is replaced to its favorite place. <laughs> I, the skull has a favorite spot. <laughs> Until it's it's like, in that warm, it's like bring me warm a bit, corner in the window. Right, bring me a little bit closer to the radiator. I want to warm my bones. <laughs> well, bone, I guess, at that point. Well, there's true more than like, jaw and skull. True, true. Yeah. But, yeah. So if hard you, uh, to scream without both of them, I guess. So that, check, that checks most of the boxes. Yep. Yeah. That is a, a fully available dissertation. You can find it online. 
I gave you enough information. Use your skills to find well, it. Well, we can also post it on social media. No. Mm. <laughs> um, Kelly, what's your category? Uh, this is my only one-off category. And it actually... Uh, <laughs> it's not even that great of a category, but it is how I deeply feel about this and politics that we're going through right now. Promise, Shmamish, I'm just going to keep screaming forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> oh, man. So I, uh, what is my category? This is another for me because of the uh, these sort of colonial bents and the, the uh, inappropriate treatment of a co- uh, colonized person. Yes. Uh, Azure ectoplasma. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Um, I also went with something similar to that in that I was like, oh, yeah, this is... Um, this is whitey getting its due. Like, right? If you don't, yep. if you own slaves, probably deserve to have a screaming skull in your house for forever. So I called this a cracker bone crust slap. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, a cracker bone cracker. <laughs> no. Wait. Sl- wait. Wait, 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 wait. Cracker bone slacker. I had a term for it. It's like bone... Something. Hold on. It's cut off from my notes, which is very annoying. Mm. I had other ones. Now I just want to talk about, have you, like, seen the latest on that murder journalist in Saudi Arabia? What's the latest? Uh, That the Turkish police apparently had that entire embassy pretty well wired for sound and video. And they have sound and video of this man being tortured and dismembered. Ooh. Jesus wow. Christ! All right. Well, I, I didn't find it. But okay. Cracker bones. Oh, I don't know why I keep saying bone. I need to get my shit together. Cracker smackers. Smack that cracker. <laughs> Smacker. There we go. There we go. Um, that's a tough one, actually. Uh, I like Kelly's. I, said, I know you came down hard in your category, Kelly, but I think it was pretty fantastic. Thanks, guys. It really hits the point. Promises, so. shmamises. I'm going to keep screaming <laughs> forever. <laughs> All right. Let's take a little bit of break and uh, hear about some of our other shows on the Outrageous Mechanisms Network. Hey there. Do you love late 20th century horror? Grizzly fables? Leathery Muppets? Well then you should slap into Crypt Creepers, the Tales from the Crypt podcast coming to the Outrageous Mechanisms Network this October. Yep, I'm Thomas Johnston, and my sister Mary and I are going to relive our sneaky TV-watching childhoods by working our way through the original HBO series so we can critique, relish, and mock this pulpy masterpiece one episode at a time. New episodes drop on Wednesdays. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or the platform of your choice. And, of course, OutrageousMechanisms.com. Mary, it is my solemn promise to you to keep our analysis and arguments on point and try not to move the ghoul posts too much. <laughs> All right, we're back. And we're roaring in with little bastard James Dean's 1955 Porsche Spider. Spider with a Y. Very Spider important. with a Y. Spider. Okay. So the story begins on September uh, 23rd, 1955, just a week before um, Dean would have his fatal crash. 
guess what guess what car he was driving um and he so he purchased this porsche uh spider and got it all like fixed up and customized to be like the coolest thing ever he put in tartan Tartan seats seats. (laughs) everybody made sure to mention those tartan seats well i'm sure they were quite eye popping (laughs) Uh, yeah and uh he had the number uh 130 emblazed on the hood and then he had in tiny scripted letters little bastard painted just under the porsche album emblem on the engine cover so he's he's tooting around in this in this jazzy mobile when who does he come across but Brit- but um British knight and actor Alec Guinness sir sir Alec Guinness outside and he's coming sir and he's coming out of a restaurant and Alec Guinness takes one look at this car and is like some ain't right and in his um, unpublished diaries said, quote unquote, the sports car looked sinister to me, hungry, feeling a little in- ill-tempered in spirit of Dean's kindness. I could hear myself saying in a voice I could hardly recognize in my own, please never get into it. If you get into that car, you'll be found dead by this time next week. Which, man, Alec Guinness, what an intense uh, person. What, what's funny is then Alec Guinness looked at the car right in the <laughs> eyes and said, if you strike me down... I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> he said, and then just doddered off. <laughs> he, he, said, he said, this is not the man flesh you are looking for. <laughs> Rolled out. Dean thought this was ridiculous, as you would if Alec Guinness came to you and uh, warned you against your large appliances. Yeah, when Obi-Wan Kenobi tells you your car's going to kill you, I think it's okay to, <laughs> to like, follow up. As history proved to be true. However, listen, Ewan McGregor is a mechanic, I think. So you might want to be careful about that. However, exactly a week later, um, Dean is speeding down a road and coming in the opposite direction, unfortunately, is a uh, Ford Coupe driven by a man named Donald Turnip seed. Yeah, poor turnip seed. <laughs> oh, God. Spelled T U R N U P S E E D. I should imagine that Donald Turnip seed just wanted no one to ever know about his last name. And then, and here then we are talking he was about in it. a car accident with James, James Dean. Goddamn Dean. Ugh. So, Dean was at this point driving um, f- uh, 85 miles per hour and turnip seed. Sort of drifted into his lane. Turnip seed turned up. Turned up. Seed. <laughs> turned up his seeds. And Dean swerved to avoid him, but couldn't. Crashed head on. Um, and uh, Dean basically promptly died at that point. Hmm. Um, turnip seed. So Dean's dying body was taken to the hospital. Turnip seed also taken to the hospital because he needed a little bandage for a scratched up nose. Okay. Mm. So he was fine. Dean, dead. And didn't he have a passenger who also died? No, he was okay. Okay. So there's a passenger. <laughs> sorry. This, I'm so sorry for this joke. He was a rebel without a pulse. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so sorry. Jesus. I'm so sorry. Jesus. Okay. So uh, the spider was uh, also carrying... That's what the wisecracking EMT said as he was like oh, yeah. yes. wheeling him into the... Yeah. Ugh. So... Um, the, there was a passenger in the spider who was thrown clear of the car and did not die um, named George Barris. And he was actually the guy who installed those tartan seats. Mm. Yeah. So he purchased the wreck of a Porsche um, for about 2000 bucks. Um, 
the person seems like a lot of money, but whatever. Uh, yeah. especially then. Like, but um, cursed car, it's deal. The uh, <laughs> the the. the <laughs> The article I was reading about this uh, supposes that he was intending on selling tickets to look at the splash yeah. car, which is grisly, <laughs> but okay. To say the least, yep. Um, and they loaded Little Bastard up onto a trailer uh, to transport it back to a shop. And the car promptly slipped off that trailer and smashed the leg of the mechanic who had put it there. Mm. <laughs> I don't so know, this one I think is funny. Kind of, I know yeah. people keep like, dying, but it's, it's kind of ridiculous and funny. The car is just funny. so angry. The car is, the car is so angry. Mad. It's gonna lash out any way it can. Just so, break <laughs> um, <laughs> like. So Barra started selling off pieces of this car. So he sold the engine and the drivetrain to um to some dudes, um who were gonna use the parts to build uh cars of their own and use them for racing, and um. One of the guys lost control and slammed into a tree. Impact, the impact killed him instantly. And the other guy was driving. This must be the guy who has the drivetrain. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. The other guy was driving his car and his wheels locked up suddenly for no apparent reason and sent the car into a rolling turn. And uh, this guy basically broke every bone in his body. Jeez. Cool. Oh, also, uh, of note, uh, parts were put into a vehicle used in a race by a young guy named Anakin Skywalker. Mm. And ultimately, this <laughs> led to the death of Star Wars. There you go. So there there's go. that. Um, two tires from Little Bastard were just like hanging out in uh, Boris's garage, untouched, just kind of hanging out. Um, and he eventually sold those tires to some other people. And both of them spontaneously exploded. <laughs> and caused the driver to run off the road. That guy did not die. The car is like, angry. Had, he just had ah. exploding tires. That must be why when you buy tires, they make you buy all four. <laughs> like, buy all they're four. like, they're like, we can't risk you putting some wild, cursed, exploding tires onto <laughs> your car. Where do these tires come from? They evil. <laughs> mm. Um, okay. So at this point, Barnes is like, I, this car, this car is too pissed. This car is truly, this car is too I mad. Can't, I can't, this car is so mad. It truly is a little bastard. <laughs> but, you know, it was something that people wanted to see. Yeah. So the California Highway Patrol uh, reached out to him and said, hey, would you, would you lend this car to us for a highway safety exhibit? <laughs> Which must be just the most sad special oh exhibit you could go to. Also, it's not like he was drunk and he wasn't even driving that recklessly he, he was, was going driving f- very fast. fast yeah but the accident wasn't his fault some asshole went over the center line we don't we know who that asshole is his name is turnip <laughs> so <laughs> so they, they so the guy was like yeah that's a good use for a little bastard so they they dragged the car uh they towed the car to this um exhibit <laughs> i like that they dragged it right. they dragged it doesn't it. have any tires they're like, on they're it like, they're like well the <laughs> tires keep exploding um, if we lift it off the ground, it's going to fall down on one of us. That's, yeah, so that's its MO. That. Yeah. So they put it. They put it in this like kind of garage showroom, um, but unfortunately, no one got to see the exhibit in that space because um, the garage uh, caught on fire and burned to the ground. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Mysteriously, uh, little bastard suffered virtually no damage from the fire, just laying there pristine <laughs> in his smashed up I mean, state. I mean, no more damage, I guess. To be fair. Um, so they moved. They were like, but the show must go on. We have, People have to know about highway safety. So they moved it to a local high school gym. Um, but that exhibition had to be shut down when the little bastard slipped off his display and broke a nearby student's hip. Oh, my God. <laughs> that student was 80 years old, though, to be fair. Yes. Um, 
<laughs> so later, uh, an employee of uh, Barris's was hauling the wreckage of the spider on a flatbed, but on the flatbed truck, flatbed truck, t- to like finally recycle it <laughs> to, to put it down, and um, was killed instantly when uh, the Porsche fell on him after he was thrown from his truck in an accident. So he got in an accident, flew, was ejected from the car, and then the Porsche fell on him <laughs> and crushed oh him to death. So, um... Oh, man, there's more. <laughs> there's so much more. It's, like, so much. Um, so, apparently, these safety exhibits just couldn't be stopped, and there was one in Miami that really wanted Little Bastard despite all the problems he caused the These first time ironically t- entitled safety exhibits. <laughs> but um, but maybe this was actually helpful because um, after the exhibit, which apparently Little Bastard did not act up at, um, the he truck... planning. The, the truck that was hauling the, the Porsche back um, to the garage in Los Angeles mysteriously just vanished. Like, the whole truck just gone. Never to be found again. Um, So we actually don't really know what happened to the rest of Little Bastard. It's just out there. It's just out there. Falling on people. Breaking people's legs and hips. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine being like that high school student who broke a hip? 17 years old and breaking your hip. (laughs) Because of Little Bastard. Uh, and it was the 60. You were out of school like it was mono. Like, you were out for a while. Yeah. Oh, my oh God, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so I... Uh, do you guys have other things you want to say about I, uh, Little Bastard? No, I think you've said it all. Yeah. I've said Other it all. than this is the one that I still kind of think is funny. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah, it's, it's too yeah. terrible. <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm like, everything else seems very, I don't know, serious. And a car just killing people is just kind of funny. A, a car's parts... Yeah. Yeah. Just being so angry. Um, yeah. No, I definitely, I think just like the sheer amount of people that, that I think this thing has the highest body count. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know about Annabelle's demon potentially over, you know. Over its millennia. The course of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Centuries upon centuries of, of a horrible torture. I, I don't know. But um, I, I think this has the highest body count. What do you think demons did before the bang, Big Bang? Maybe that's why they're so Gin pissed. Rummy? Gin rummy. <laughs> over my. They made my. They made fudge and played gin rummy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it was actually a gin rummy accident that caused the Big Bang. Weirdly enough, they don't tell yeah. you that in school. It's <laughs> yeah. They accidentally they got fudge on 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 Beelzebub's cards and he gets through such a big fit. <laughs> Somebody misunderstood and made gin fudge. Big, oh man, God. it's bad. Somebody showed up at the at the game and was like, "We should play Old Maid." And they were like, "Out!" And that was how they were cast out of heaven. <laughs> um. So I obviously called this, especially given the extreme body ca- uh, count, violence, um, and uh, premium nature of this article, a dismemberment of riches. Yes. Mm-mm. I um. So obviously, the thing that stood out to me the most was that they just like the parts of the car. Like oh, the, that the, also the, works with dismemberment. Yeah, true. Mm. Like the parts of the car, like the car was so cursing, but like just putting like a, I don't know, like a carburetor, if it had one, I don't even know, in your car <laughs> could kill you. Um, so my first thought was, oh, well, like it's a really mad drivetrain. Exactly. <laughs> uh, these brake pads, pissed. Um, <laughs> still pissed. <laughs> still pissed. So instead of saying um, bad to the bone, 
because these bones were used for other purposes. I said, rotten to the reliquaries. Ooh. <laughs> Lovely. Thank you. Uh, I think we should throw that baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> they tried, tried Kelly. Kelly. <laughs> they did not. They could have crushed it right away. They tried to recycle it and it didn't work. <laughs> it brought, killed, it killed the man and, crushed, and fell on top it of it. crushed him. I did think that maybe that's what's happening in the Brave Little Toaster. Maybe all those cars that are sadly singing our little bastard and they deserve to die. <laughs> um, I just remembered while you were telling the story about the story, there's a story of a plane that went through a crash mm-hmm. and it was like a really like mysterious crash. Like they figured out what it was in the end. I'm recounting this from like a air disasters that I was half sleeping through. Hmm. But here's the here's the upshot here's the of gist. it. Yeah. Here's the upshot of it. That there were parts of it that were like so well intact that they just sent it back to Boeing to reinstall into new airplanes. Sure. And so uh, it just got installed into the plane you're flying in today. And oh. they said that it was uh, they say that it was haunted now. Hmm. So the planes were haunted. There are haunted pieces. And was that train named Tiny Asshole? The plane. <laughs> the plane named <laughs> the Tiny Boeing, Asshole. The Boeing Tiny, Tiny Asshole. asshole. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Little dick. Itty Little bitty dick. jerkwad. <laughs> um, Minuscule monster. <laughs> all right, we need a category. Category. I think Andrew gets it. Well, thank you. I agree. You and I both were like, ooh. Yeah. All right. Now it's time to talk about some art, guys. <laughs> art. So we're, art. we're in rarefied air. First, we talked about we talked about diamonds. We talked about luxury sports cars. Now we're going to talk about high art. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So in the 1950s, uh, Giovanni Bregolona was a uh, commercial painter who um, did a large series depicting teary-eyed children. Um, And while you might think to yourself, that's really strange to have a commercial artist painting a bunch of sad babies. Children, yep. um, It was fantastically popular. And in the UK alone, over 50,000 copies were sold. They said Giovanni was crazy, but 50,000 copies doesn't doesn't tell you a lie. People you think like it was just, sad kids. You think it's just people like buying it for their friends being like, look at that shit. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> wow, it's awful. Um, and uh, so when uh, Giovanni was asked what kind of, what kind of uh, muse he was looking for when he painted this, he said that he often tried to find children uh, who appeared to be very poor and very beautiful. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't that upset? That's upsetting. Jesus. Giovanni. Giovanni. So cast away your car, hop, car hop roller skates and slap on some shoulder plaids because now it's 1985. <laughs> and the most popular tabloid newspaper in the United uh, Kingdom, The, the Sun, Sun. <laughs> publishes an article um entitled Blazing Curse of the Crying Boy. I would have bought it. Killer title. That's amazing. That's great. And um, the story described a terrible experience that May and Ron Hall had after their home was destroyed by a fire. Um, And the only thing that was left in the rubble was a completely unscorched, their completely unscorched copy of uh, one of Giovanni's crying children. <laughs> 
So the couple believed that the cur- that the, uh, the this painting was cursed and had cursed their home, and it was the cause of the fire. Okay. That's- All of that seems deeply reasonable given the circumstances. I mean, very upsetting. And these people have tra- trauma, so it's yeah. fine. So the sale would have would have disappeared into the into the history of time, except that this was kind of happening a lot. Um, the sun tracked down a couple firefighters who claimed that at least 15 houses. It was happening a lot. Well, 15 houses. I mean, 15 cursed painting arsons. <laughs> it's pretty least, unusual. So, uh, they found a couple firemen who all together reported at least 15 house fires that where everything was destroyed. And the only thing left was a picture of one of Giovanni's crying children. Yeah. And they definitely didn't lie for a paycheck. No. Mm, yeah. Um, and the sun is very well sourced. <laughs> I mean, sir. Uh, and so pretty soon everyone was blaming any fire that happened in the United Kingdom on Giovanni's crying boy. Here are some of them. <laughs> <laughs> a lady in Surrey lost her house to a fire six months after buying the painting. Consider. She bought it in the 80s. Oof. <laughs> Twin sisters in Kilbourne had a fire in their home after buying a copy of the painting. One sister even claimed to have seen her painting swaying back and forth on the wall as if trying to make a fire with a stick like a Girl oh. Scout. <laughs> Um, a concerned Eileen, the, the, the little painting that just, could. A concerned lady on the Isle of Wight attempted to burn her painting without success, and then went on to suffer a run of bad luck. Quote unquote. <laughs> Penny's like, "This is my job." She like leans down to tie her shoes and just like breaks. She's like, "Ah, oh, crying boy!" <laughs> um, somebody walked up and kicked her in the butt, and she fell over. And she's like, "Crying boy!" She, she looks up. She's landed on the back of a painting. Flips the painting over. That painting a is the crying boy. A gentleman in Nottingham um, received the painting as a birthday gift, Gag and then gift. his house immediately burned down, and his many members of his family were injured. Oh my god! <laughs> well, <clears throat> birthday candles. I mean, come on. <laughs> safety first, guys. Also, the British are drunk. So, <laughs> a pay, a pizza parlor. In Norfolk, was owned by a, a, a pizza man, a pizza purveyor, <laughs> who, who considered himself please a pizzerino, a pizzerino, Uno, uh, <laughs> who Uno, uh, who owned who, those pizzerinos. <laughs> this is when it's two who brothers. Owned more than those pieces of art, he considered himself a bit of an art collector and displayed them in his pizza place. One of them was Giovanni's crying boy. Was his name Giovanni? <laughs> was he Giovanni's dad? <laughs> his pizza parlor. Completely burned down. Oh, no. All of the art was destroyed except <laughs> the crying boy. Oh, no. <laughs> uh-huh. Um. So the son went on to then pull firefighters and be like, "Do you have this painting in their home?" And all of them were like, "Nope." And they were like, "Aha! <laughs> this painting is totally damned." So. The son felt socially responsible. People were flipping out about this painting. These paintings, especially since there were, you know, 50,000 of them floating around. So the son decided that they were going to comfort a frightened, jumpy, horrified public by hosting a giant bonfire on <laughs> Halloween where you could bring you your could bring <laughs> Your crying boy paintings and be burnt under the completely safe surveillance of a fire, a local fire brigade. This is, this is, of course, why England, the country, 
burned to the ground, but now there's a pile of crying boy paintings <laughs> in the North Atlantic Ocean. Unfortunately, the fire department did burn entirely to the ground, but they were able to rebuild it out of burning up crying child. And here's the thing, not been a fire since. The entire country of England is made out of crying boy paintings. So people point out that, of course... There was flame retardant sprayed on these paintings, and that's probably why they didn't burn. And they also point out that the reason that they're always found face down, which also helps with the not being not scorched burning. thing, <clears throat> is because their string was not fire retardant, so it would burn and they would fall off the walls. It is very, it's very weird and very funny, though, that it's like the other paintings. My favorite is that pizza parlor. <laughs> like, what's going on there? It's just crazy. Uh, so uh, my recommendation is, you know, it's easy, right? Like people try to keep terrible things out of their home. <laughs> so much so that they'll like, you know, store their suitcases in the bathtub when they go to hotels so that little creatures can't get in them. It's real, people really do this. What? <laughs> but this is easy. Just don't buy a crying boy painting if you go to Goodwill yeah. and you won't have to worry and you don't, you won't let the dread bugs smite. Yeah, also like if you if you were thinking about buying a painting of a crying child, maybe reexamine your life. Maybe I, I don't Maybe you deserve to have Yeah, maybe down. I mean like you had it coming. I don't know. For most of my childhood I slept under a Margaret Keene oh, painting of a crying is the crying girl with the cat. <laughs> the that makes the most sense in the world. <laughs> it was given to me by <laughs> Do you cousin. Uh, I think my mom has it. It's given to me by a cousin. Oh, God. That's so creepy. Who thought it was creepy. Yeah. I, we now fight about this. Weirdly, the... You want it. Yeah. Was, was yeah. the frame made out of Kelly dolls? Because <laughs> no, you had so many of those it. as well. It should be. It should be. Oh, yeah. If I get it back. No. Nice. Yeah. So my, car- my category, I feel like this is this is definitely like bed bugs. Don't oh. let the dread bugs smite. That's fair. That's fair. I, um... So... This is, I mean, for me, the, the thing that stands out about this is that it's obvious, like, duh, this is obviously a bad thing. You don't put a crying child painting in a house. So my category is what I would potentially say if I was trying to weave some clever wordplay into somebody who asked me about this situation. I mean, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, I called this throw the bad art out with the bathwater. Throw the bad art out with the baby, which also is what the artwork is. Also, bathwater would put out a fire. True, true, go. true. There you go. I like my category Chuckling. because I feel like bed bugs. I like you Mary's basically have to as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down. So actually, it does work on. It's a really lot doing of the work for you. Yeah. Okay. This is self cleansing curse. Who can sing Pachelbel's Canon? Which is that one? Bum 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 Poor Ann Baker, Anna Breaker. <laughs> she never got to walk down the aisle to that. <laughs> and now, and now she's left behind a haunted wedding dress. Oh. The next item on our list is obviously Anna Baker's wedding dress. Oh, obviously, of course. Poor Anna Baker. Have you noticed a lot of these things happened in the very distant past? Yeah. In 1836, 
Um, Not a lot of 1999 haunted cassette players. (laughs) (laughs) And it's haunted because cassettes were on their way out. That's right. It saw its own demise. And it just happens to be a copy of, I don't know. 98 aqua. degree aqua that's perfect the the, the aqua tape or that never get taken out yeah <laughs> um 1836 a mansion in altoona pennsylvania was purchased by an elias baker and his small family moved in his eldest daughter was was anna and um elias thought that he knew best for his daughter so and was very controlling and just kind of a jerk so when she fell in love with a poor steel worker, he was like, nope, I know we're in Pennsylvania, but nope, you're not doing that. Um, and, but, but Anna was like, you know what? I don't need your permission, dad. So um, she went about uh, planning kind of a high concept secret wedding and even purchased a wedding dress. For this event. My She's just like, well, obviously I need a wedding dress. I mean, I, I understand this dress, is a secret I need wedding. A, I need a secret wedding. I need a wedding dress and I need a garden venue. That's <laughs> like what she decided. I need a secret chocolate fountain. That's right. That's right. <laughs> secret strolling hors d'oeuvres. Everyone's wearing spy, spy. masks. <laughs> a strolling hors d'oeuvres gets served to you from a waiter who's holding a newspaper with eye holes cut into it. <laughs> no, he has his glasses over them. <laughs> Just like plastered to his face. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's actually like the British, like a British wedding where they're all wearing fascinators, but they all come down to cover your face a little bit. <laughs> Unfortunately, Elias um, found out about this and went to the steelworker and paid him off to move to a different city. Mm. Um, but the man would not accept money. So Elias purchased the local steel mill. And forced them and forced the man to be quit, like forced them to fire this man so that he had to leave. Damn. Yeah. That's pretty. pretty That's high concept as well. Very high concept. (laughs) It's a a thing with the family. The bakers really knew how to (laughs) make a really complicated situation. So even though there was a list of like approved men that Elias gave to Anna, she was like, no, no, I don't care how many steel mills you buy, dad. (laughs) Dad. And uh, she, so instead she would do a lot of puttering around in her room, occasionally stopping to peer at this wedding dress that she had um, hanging in her closet and that she never got to wear. And eventually she dies an old maid in this house um, and held this lifelong Or grudge. an old woman who, you know, had a full life. Yeah. An old yeah. woman who, who was clearly had like a lot of sass if she was like, I need, like, a silk dress if I'm running away to get married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now this manor house is a museum, and the dress is there. And various visitors and workers have claimed to see the wedding dress moving around. It's This wedding dress is in this big glass case, similar <laughs> to Annabelle. But mm. unlike Annabelle, who's like, my levitating days are over. I'm just going to chill. chill. This wedding dress is still mad. Um, and will like shift around in this glass case. Almost like a current of air was blowing across <laughs> it. Well, okay. Um, but they say that on nights when the moon is full, the dress will violently strike against the glass, which would be terrifying. Oh if my you god. Saw it. That, that would legitimately be, that would be so scary. scare the piss out of me. Uh, um basically this dress wants to be out. So I'm, I'm gonna be out and in a garden garden venue getting married. Mm-hmm. This dress. So 
The dress also for a long time was positioned in um, Anna's room so that the the mirror on her vanity was sort of facing it, right? And visitors say that if you, like, once again on the full moon, if you look into that mirror, you can see her ghostly reflection in it wearing the dress. Ooh. Yep. Other visitors claim that occasionally you will see Anna's ghost wandering around um, the estate wearing her wedding dress and dancing. But I don't believe that because she never got to wear it. Yeah. So why would that make sense? But if I think she never wore it her entire yeah, long like life. She just put it, put it on, walked around her room. Yeah. <laughs> Went she... down to dinner. Hi, Dad. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> what does this make you think of? <laughs> so that's it for Anna. Anna. Mm. Anna Baker and her wedding dress. Yeah. This struck me as being a little bit, I mean, sad, deeply sad, don't get me wrong, but like as haunted objects go. Yeah, not as sad as being a slave who's not returned to your native land. Not as as sad as a slave who's dying of tuberculosis. (laughs) Absolutely. Sure. And also potentially like bunk. You know, I, more so than the other one. So I, I call this a roadside distraction. I don't know what you are talking about. Ooh. This is obviously the most real out of it. <laughs> um, I mean, it is the it is the story that is the most likely to uh, inspire, have actually happened. <laughs> just fire a John Coogan Miller camera song. <laughs> <laughs> Little ditty about steelworker. Little ditty about Anna Baker. <laughs> Little ditty. About haberdashery. <laughs> Little ditty about pond and sartorial things. <laughs> uh, uh, I called this Close Haunt the Woman. Mm, of course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. I called this uh, The Family Ghouls. Mm, mm-hmm. Just men and their balls messing everything up. Mm. Ooh, I think it's a Close Haunt the Woman. Uh, the, yeah. Right. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Our last item. Oh, hey. This is probably so I purposely structured this list so we would begin with a doll, a famous doll, and we're ending with a famous doll. Um, And that is a little doll named Robert. Bobby. (laughs) Bobby the doll. (laughs) Bert the doll. Bert. (laughs) Hey, I'm a doll. Rob. (laughs) Um, Please call me. (laughs) So Robert was created by a Jamaican woman um, skilled in the art of voodoo. That seems like conjecture, but okay. (laughs) According to who? Um, as a gift for young Robert Otto in 1904. Once again. That's not actually true, though. Is it not? Well, basically what what happened is that, uh, like, they found out who the manufacturer was. And it was made by a German manufacturer. Well, nobody, none of these things are actually true. Yeah, I know. But uh, it's not meant to be, like, a doll for a child. It was, like, they speculate that it was meant to be, like, a window display. Mm. And it was really creepy. They were, like, it it was probably, like, a circus window display. What does that mean? I don't know. (laughs) The other thing that was really creepy is they were, like, well, uh, they, like, this. these obviously weren't the clothes that he was sold in. Uh, This is probably just a sailor suit that Bert also (laughs) wore. Bob, Robert, Robert, the boy. Oh, Robert. When he was like six months old. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Like, well, they made him like a matching one. Oh, sure, 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 sure. They were like, like baby clothes, hand-me-downs. I'm like, no wonder he's mad. Um, he's like, I'm wearing hand-me-downs forever. I'm an Come adult on. doll. Let's tell the, yeah, let's tell the haunted story, though. Right, Sorry, right, right. I let no, 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 real no. life interject. That's Ugh. okay. But apparently this Jamaican woman was attempting to, was giving Robert this, this doll, but it was like a Trojan horse about what assholes they were because she knew that they were mistreating their hired help 
So she like kind of like planted mm. it in there, right? So it's kind of exactly like the help. And by that I'm saying, I think that Robert is full of shit. <laughs> um, so it's confusing because Robert's the doll and Robert's also the little boy. So Robert, the little boy, loved this doll and was like, this doll's my best friend. And just like chatted constantly with it and took it everywhere he went. But the neighbors were unhappy with this because when um, when Robert was assuming we assume napping because he took it everywhere he left, he went. Um, the doll would dart from window to window, peering out and putting his little <laughs> doll hand against the glass, <laughs> trying to choke the glass with his doll. <laughs> and um, it, when when the Roberts were in a room by themselves. Adults passing by would occasionally hear two voices instead of one chatting back and forth happily. Hmm. Um, on occasion, young Robert would wake up screaming. <laughs> and that was, you know, in the 1900s, it was just cool if you heard a boy and a grown man's voice just just <laughs> chatting away in a room when you didn't yeah. know there was another man Well, you in were the a house. servant. You didn't want to get smacked. <laughs> um, so... Uh, young Robert would wake up screaming, um, and uh, the investigating adults found that all the room's furniture was, like, tossed and toppled over, and Robert the doll was just, like, sitting among it, which would be terrible. <laughs> that would be a terrible thing to see. All right. So, eventually, uh, Papa Otto was like, I've had enough of this, and um, he banished the doll to live in the attic, locked it up in the attic. Because nothing creepy ever happens in an attic. No. Never. No, no. Um, so... He left it there when a new family bought the house. Robert was discovered and um, he did his similar like darting from room to room, chatting with children inappropriately and (laughs) tossing furniture at midnight routine with them as well. Um, So these people called in some paranormal investigators uh, who switched out the dolls. They've made a replica of uh, Robert the doll and took Robert into their care to see if this would happen and apparently it didn't and apparently that proved that these people weren't faking it. Make it that way you will. Hmm. So currently this doll is in a museum in Key West where apparently it likes to turn its head and watch you go as you walk by. Check out your bottom. Um, it likes to giggle or try to strike up a whispered conversation with people. But it's important for you to um, not uh, not be rude to the doll. The doll's very stickler for manners and particularly does not like it when... Um, when you're not wearing your full top hat and tails. Please, no. come sailor suit. Yeah. <laughs> Children in sailor suits, men in tails. But no, the most important thing that you can never, ever do with Robert is take his picture without asking his permission first. Um, and- Which is true for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. Unless someone's doing something really weird and you want to take a picture so you can and text then it to your friend. Make and say, sure to turn off the sound and the flash. <laughs> if you want to take a picture of your coworkers' terrible eyebrows, don't ask them. <laughs> Just take it. Um, so you have to ask his permission first and his... Uh, his glass and otherwise he'll curse you Mm. and his glass box that he sits in now is covered with little post-it notes of people who did things to offend him begging his forgiveness because now they are cursed wow hexed he hexes them oh good distinction yep 
Is a hex like five curses? I think it's just... Or like sorry, a- six curses. <laughs> <laughs> like hexagons? Yeah. I like it. A hexacurse. Yeah. So obviously, I think that these people were probably racists. I like to believe. I like to believe these people were racist and deserve to own a haunted doll. So I called the I called uh, Robert a cracker smacker. Fair. I actually read. Sorry, I want to talk about the excellent e- er, article that I wrote, where they that you wrote? wrote that I wrote. Sorry, that I read. I wrote it. I wrote it with my eyes as I read them. <laughs> I read this article that had a uh, great interview with Robert's curator, mm-hmm. and basically how Robert still gets a lot of stuff, even if it's not like letters begging for forgiveness. forgiveness. Uh, he also gets a lot of emails, and uh, like people say that he has a sweet tooth, so they send him or leave him candy. Um, recently, he. Uh, got a box containing eight bags of peppermints, a card, and no return address. <laughs> How and they rude. were like, they throw away those mints. They don't eat them. That's uh, really funny. I wonder if Robert just figured out Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and apparently <laughs> people like to leave him joints, too, which I think is kind of funny. Huh. And, Does he like them or is he too proper? Uh, the museum takes them away from him. Because oh, he's a child. Not safe. Uh, and I think it's hilarious because her... Robert's curator is also responsible for like making sure he's okay, but also for answering his emails, oh, <laughs> like going through oh his, God, yes. his his emails and letters, which apparently they get like forty letters a a, a month about him to him. Huh. Uh, and then he she also runs his social media page. <laughs> so. What does the social media page say? Is it a lot about his little lion that he's holding? Apparently, (laughs) she photoshopped a uh, Robert's face onto the picture of Kim Kardashian popping the bottle of champagne into the glass. That's amazing. Did did Robert approve that? that. Oh, there it is. Yeah. (laughs) It's funnier than I expected it to be. (laughs) It's way funny. Yeah. Did she ask him if she could do it? Uh, Oh, I'd assume. She's a professional. Yeah. She, She should know. Uh, I <laughs> well, they had to take professional pictures once. They were like Robert, I'm so sorry, but <laughs> well, I don't think Robert minds as long as you ask him. He just doesn't want you to be like cash- casually snapping pictures of him. He wants to like compose himself. He wants to suck in his chin. Yeah, or put his chin. He out. wants to sorry. turtle. <laughs> he wants to suck in his gut. Yeah, wants to find his light. Yep. Yep. All right. Who wouldn't want to? Uh, I. For my category, because I think Robert the Doll for me it just looks really creepy. Like he, he, this is a clearly an unsettling object. Uh, so I'm with, I mean, of course it is. Yeah, so. yeah. I called it that. Barbie is just so versatile. Oh, that's a good one. It's good. I like of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah. Of course you do. Of course <laughs> you do. Um, guys, we did it. We yeah. did it. Boom! Boom. Happy well, Halloween. Sorry, actually, sorry. Pardon. Pardon. Boo, we did it. Boo, we did Boo, it. We did it. <laughs> um, happy Halloween, folks. Happy Halloween. Happy oh. ghost stories. What? Ooh. I'm thinking, trying to think of a jello Halloweener joke. but it's... I think you just made one. Yeah. A jello Halloweener. All right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Halloweener. Uh, uh, what are you guys being for Halloween? Uh, I'm doing deep cut, and I'm playing. I'm going as the character playing. I'm performing. The I'm role. performing the role of. <laughs> I will be performing the role of Patrick McGowan, a legendary character. And I'm a and I'm a method actor too. So exactly. expect a lot of shouting. <laughs> <laughs> I will be going as uh, the character number six from the '60s television show The Prisoner. 
Very fun. Yeah. I think I'm just going to be a LaCroix can. Have oh, you picked your flavor yet? That's a good one. Oh, uh, I know. What flavor do you want to be? you got to pick soon. I think I want to be passion fruit. Done. That's a good Done. one. Do you, would you do a white sweatshirt that we paint pink in places? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that would be the best way. Yeah. Sure. I do, deep in my heart, I want to be supermarket sweep, but Oof. without a second person. It's not a good costume. Uh, you could always... You it's could, just me in a sweater with could, a dicky You could always dress crazy in it. <laughs> She's doing the sweep. Okay. I'm cheering. Trace Grassy. I'm Gracie. receiving the cards. She's sweeping. Trace Grassy is Mr. Yuck. <laughs> I'm also going to be a LaCroix can and also uh, Amethyst. My LaCroix can is my trick-or-treater costume. Yes. And my neighborhood party costume. And I think I'm going to be Pomplamoose. Mm. And... I, my going out costume is going to be Amethyst from Steven Universe. Excellent choices all around. Which means I get around. to carry around a whip. Nice. Yep. So don't be messing. I can't. Yeah, I just don't have the energy to put together a second costume this year, guys. It's just... happens. I already owned my costume, and it's basically just a suit. <laughs> I'm, I'm working very hard, and we'll probably paint Kelly's costume for her. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. Please head over to Apple Podcasts or the platform of your choice to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Have a very happy Halloween. I hope you're going to eat lots of candy and watch lots of scary movies. And um, don't take any pictures of random dolls. Yeah. Ask permission first. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Constantly. Bye. Bye. Mechanisms Production.